Hey friends, Cable here, and this week's podcast is proudly brought to you by my friends over at Kent Cartridge. Uh, I've got a man, I've got a lot of history with this brand, going back to my college days when I was waiting tables just to fund my duck hunting addiction. That's when I first discovered Kent, and uh, I'd mess around with other brands, cheaper brands, and literally watch the pellets bounce off of greenheads. Uh, I found Kent, and I fell in love. And nothing's changed over the last 20 years except for, well, I'd say Fast Steel 2.0 is even better than the original. And Kent offers a premium shell at a sub-premium price. Check it out. It's Fast Steel 2.0. You can find it at your local retailer. Howdy, everybody. This week's podcast also brought to you by Spartan Forge. Born in war, Spartan Forge was conceived while targeting terrorists Think about that. Targeting bad guys during deployments in support of the global war on terror. We can also use this technology because of its similarities to track mature bucks. Now it's time to get this analysis into your hands. It's military-based intelligence, next-generation mapping. I absolutely love it. And I love the people behind Spartan Forge. They're like me. Second Amendment till the day we die. No exceptions. America first. Spartan Forge. Check it out by downloading the app today. I'm drinking champagne and feeling no pain till early morning. Dining and dancing with every pretty girl I can find. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Cable Smith welcoming everybody into episode 659 of SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Thank you so much for being here today. It is a pleasure, a treat, an honor to be talking hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies with you fine folks. So, do appreciate you dropping by. We've got a good show, no, a good show, a great show lined up for you today, and uh, I'll tell you all about it momentarily, but I genuinely hope you had a wonderful New Year's as we slam the door on a <laughs> crazy 2022. Uh, I can't say that 2023 is going to be any better from a uh, economic or just a societal standpoint in this country. The anti-hunting advocacy groups, the anti-Second Amendment folks, and all of the sheep that give credo to those uh, mentally ill and misguided groups and individuals, uh, they're still out there, and they're, they're not going anywhere. So, uh, yeah, we'll continue to fight the good fight in 2023, I guarantee you that. But anyway, I hope the holiday season was a wonderful one for you and yours, and uh, and I hope that you spent some time in the great outdoors. We certainly did at the Smith House, and uh, more on that in a minute, but um, you know what to do. Pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of coffee out of that beat-up old Stanley Thermos, the one that granddaddy passed down years ago, because we are ready to rock and roll, and uh, off the top... We're going to talk about some of those uh, holiday hunting experiences that I I had, and some of them I shared with my son. Uh, one of them was uh, just on my own, which I, it was pretty unique. It was the first first for me 
no doubt. Um, but we'll share some details on all that stuff. And I'm not going to have Henry join us today. It's like pulling teeth to get that kid in here. Um, and I think if I make him jump on the show every time we have a, a cool hunting trip, I think he might start to resent it a little bit. So uh, I'll fly solo on that recap. And then um, a little bit of I told you so, as we've got an update from the same group of folks who are Texans for Mountain Lions. Yeah. Interesting stuff from one of their coalition founding members. And all I can say is uh, where there is smoke, there is fire. I told you who these people are and what they're about. And more proof just came out this past week. Uh, so, you know, they are connected to other anti-hunting organizations. And we will examine that here in just a little bit. Before we wrap up the show with our good friend Becky Gunther of Rustic Reminders Taxidermy, award-winning taxidermist, uh, her and her husband Josh run, in my opinion, the best taxidermy studio in Texas, and I've been working with them for a long time. But all that aside, uh, Becky will be here to talk about some of the do's and don'ts of uh, what to do with an animal that you want to put on the wall once you've harvested, <laughs> once you've killed it, right? Harvested. Kind of a ridiculous word. We don't harvest animals. We kill them. And so uh, she'll be here to give us some insight and also maybe mention a couple things that she's seen folks do that are big no-nos. What not to do when you shoot that wall-worthy trophy. Uh, so cool stuff coming up with Becky. And uh, and she's had a hell of a season too. So I'm sure we'll, we'll mix in a little elk hunting discussion as she uh, killed a nice bull in New Mexico. Uh, so that's what we're going to do today. I'm certainly excited about it. Hope you are as well. Uh, let's do a quick giveaway. How about another tax stamp from our friends over at Silencer Central? That's a $200. It, there's no way to get out of that fee. You pay it to the government when you buy a suppressor. That's the deal. Uh, but they're going to offer a free $200 tax stamp with the purchase of a suppressor. And you may have heard Brandon Maddox on the show last week, uh, the Silencer Central founder, and uh, he's agreed to uh, offer up uh, one more free tax stamp when you buy, well, you can buy one of their suppressors or just any of the uh, other manufacturers they carry because they have, basically they have it all uh, at Silencer Central. So just email the word, how about whitetail as we have Slam the door on the Texas whitetail season. Uh, still bow hunting in Oklahoma, though. Went up there this week. And that is actually part of what we're going to discuss today. Uh, but yeah, just email the word whitetail to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com. And you are entered into today's giveaway. Coming up next, we'll relive some of the highs and lows. Trust me, there were lows uh, of my holiday hunting season right here on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Here we are, here we go. 
you're looking for a thermal hog hunt near DFW, then Three Curl Outfitters has you covered. Offering fully guided thermal hunts just minutes south of Dallas, guides scout daily to put you on the bacon. Using thermal imaging technology to hunt feeders, crop fields, and river bottoms, you get unlimited hogs and no kill fees. Visit www.3curl.com. Also offering corporate hunts and food and lodging available by request. Book at 3curl.com or call 214-455-0940. In the market for a compact track loader, check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at one of our nine North Texas locations. Visit BobcatOfNorthTexas.com or call 469-586-0000 today. I was born in Louisiana, down on the old bio. Raised on shrimps, catfish, mammy's good gumbo. I got the rambling fever, sent by the ma and pa. Across that old red river, oh, this is what I saw. I saw miles and miles. There's a little Ray Benson asleep at the, the wheel, bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here with you. Thanks for dropping by today. This segment of the show brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee. I'm drinking a cup right now, actually. It's the uh, Power Llama Light Roast. But yeah, Black Rifle has the roast for you, light, medium, dark. And they've also got that unapologetic, patriotic American swag, veteran-owned and operated. And you'll save 20% off your entire order when you use that promo code LONESTAR20 when you check out at BlackRifleCoffee.com. Okay, uh, well, let's go ahead and revisit some of the ups and downs of my holiday hunting season. And by the way, if you have a great story to share, why don't you type that up and email it to me? I'd love to read it on the air. Uh, probably can't read every one of them, but if there's one that stands out, um, certainly would love to share that. And even if I don't read it on the air, I would love for you to share those experiences with me. I love reading about your successes and failures because uh, that's the way hunting goes. It's uh, It'd just be killing if we were successful all the time. And I think it's the failures that, that bring me back and keep me hungry anyway. Um, so let's start with that. Speaking of failures, there's this, oh, I don't know, mid-130s, high-130s, inch, uh, eight-point, and I I love a typical eight-point. I think it's, it's that's what a white-tailed deer is supposed to look like. Now, I'm not turning my nose up, but a you know 180-inch, 12-point, that's not what I'm saying. But generally speaking, just a slick, big, wide, massive eight-point. That does a lot for me. I like that look. I think that's what a white-tailed deer is supposed to look like. And, oh, we had a nice one at the place in Benjamin that was coming to one setup damn near every morning. And and it's the same place where Henry shot his eight-point out, uh, out of the pop-up earlier this year. And let me preface that by saying we set that pop-up out literally – one day before he shot that buck. So if you're going to tell me, oh, you can't trick a mature buck if you go in there and put up a pop-up, you know, hours or a day or two before trying to hunt them, bull, bull crap, okay? Uh, now, if you're bow hunting and you want to be within 30 yards, 
different story. When you're rifle hunting and you're getting that thing a hundred yards away from the feeder or from the uh, the acorns or from the food source, whether that's corn or soybeans, whatever, uh, it's a big difference. So I'm talking about rifle hunting here, and so the pop up was still there, but it had blown over on its side, and we have this, like I said, giant eight point coming in, beautiful symmetrical rack, five or six inch bases. I mean, he's got it all. And he's there almost every single morning, never after 7.45 a.m. Literally, he comes in while it's still dark. He eats just long enough for the sun to come up, and then he bounces. And that's the way he did it. There wasn't a single picture of him after 7.45 a.m., but he was pretty consistent. And I'm thinking, and, and by the way, it's dad's turn to hunt. Henry's already shot his buck. Um, now it's dad's turn on this lease to, to take his. And the season ended last weekend. So we go out there Wednesday night and hunt – Actually, we set we fixed the pop up because it had blown over on its side, tied it back down to the tree. We sat there Thursday morning, got in there, oh, thirty minutes before sun up, which we were running late. That's okay. Um, buck didn't show up. Uh, uh, another eight point did a young deer. We had ten deer come in. The wind was good. He ghosted us. I'm like okay, he maybe this was just the day he didn't he didn't want to come in. Uh, or, or maybe he knew the pop-up was on its side and now it's been fixed. I don't know. Maybe he heard us. Either way, he no-shows. Uh, so the next day, Friday morning, well, actually, we moved the pop-up that day because the wind was going to ship. So we actually moved it further away, um, like to 120 yards and in a different direction to play the wind. We used night vision. I literally woke the kid up at 4.30 and we were in that pop-up by 5.30 in the morning. And legal shooting time isn't until, I think, 7, 7 a.m. So I mean, he's sound asleep, and I'm just sitting there with the night vision just seeing if anything's coming in. Nothing shows up until daylight, and again, this buck ghosted us. I'm like, okay, he's got us figured out. There's uh, there's no doubt. He knows. Or something's affected his pattern, but seven deer came in, all from the direction I thought they would. They're pretty They're pretty consistent with that. And I know which way he likes to come in based off of trail camera photos that I had set up on the fence line about 60 yards from the feeder. But anyway, uh, he ghosts us again. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, Saturday morning is our last chance because Saturday is Henry's 10th birthday. And mama would kill me if I didn't get that kid home to celebrate his birthday with her at some point on his actual birthday. So I know Saturday morning is our last shot at it. And... um we got in there again about 5.30, plenty early. Uh, the kid had his Pop-Tarts and some donuts, and and I bought him a uh, a pie at the – there's only one gas station in Benjamin, Texas. By the way, they don't have birthday cake or birthday candles, so Henry got a pie, some frosted donuts, and he got a black and mild stuck in that pie, which was supposed to be a candle. You know, I lit it and woke him up saying happy birthday – <laughs> I think he was tickled by that. And and then we headed off to the blind. The wind, this was actually the, the best day for the wind. And, um, yeah, one little buck and about six does. That was it. Ghosted us again. And I don't know if it's because, you know, even if you sneeze or you move, I mean, any deer within a couple hundred yards, maybe they're able to hear that in that pop-up. I, I tend to think that they are especially if it's if it's a calm day. 
but we wouldn't we weren't making a lot of noise and again use the night vision to sneak into the blind but this deer had us figured out and the and the reason I know he had us figured out is because on Sunday morning when we were back at home after celebrating New Year's and Henry's birthday who shows up at 7:15 in the morning oh of course there he is so that that deer had us pegged and they don't get big by being stupid and you know I I think maybe maybe he did hear us. Maybe he circled the entire area, which is basically it's an old dried out stock tank, completely dry, and uh, and then the area is surrounded by just pretty much an, a, a dead mesquite flat. Um, so it's a pretty open area, and I think maybe he just used the woods to skirt that perimeter and uh, and wind us one way or the other. But that's why they, they get big, right? They're smart. And I'll be honest, if I didn't have the kiddo with me, but you know, you're trying to make it all about the kid, I just would have sat in the field 200 yards away from the feeder. And there's and there's no doubt in my mind that deer would have come in. He never would have smelled me uh, because he wasn't going to come into an open field. And this is like, I'm talking about just a pasture, a cattle pasture that uh, makes up the eastern boundary of this area. And I would have just sat there with the tripod and waited for him to come in. Uh, it's worked for me many times before, whether it's sitting against a fence line or um, yeah, in a, on a winter wheat field or whatever. If you know a buck is, is wary of a blind or, or how you usually enter a setup, that's one way I've had uh, quite a bit of success over the years, actually looking at a nice Clay County deer here on the wall. I did that exact same thing. Uh, but, but you got the kid. Make it all about the kiddo. And there was no reason to hunt there in the evenings because that deer never one time on photo in the evening. So we sat in the uh, big chingon, different setup, and and saw some nice young deer, young eight points, and one uh, busted off eight that I probably I might have shot if uh, he had his other side. Ended up not taking a deer, which is fine. Uh, we have <laughs> put three deer in the freezer this year. No big deal. Uh, and for me, the fact that Henry got a buck, I mean, that's the highlight of the deer season for me. Uh, and, and and I still took a nice 10-point in Nebraska, but uh, you can't beat watching your kiddo have success and sharing that passion with you. And, and you know, especially getting up early and not bitching. Um, yeah, that that's what I will take away from that trip. Now, there was a couple other uh, high points uh, of that trip, and we had the dog with us because I was thinking, you know, if we get this deer on the ground – on the first or second day, we'll, we're going to go duck hunting. So, of course, we had JoJo, and I was like, man, this stinks for her because we're not going to end up going hunting. So we ended up doing the next best thing, which is jumping a tank. <laughs> and uh, I think it's important, if you if you are into jumping tanks, which I, you know, take it or leave it, I don't care. I enjoy it, and I enjoy eating ducks. So we jumped uh, a tank and I wanted to get the dog at least on some ducks. You know, she's out there. She's going, you know, crazy, just wanting to go hunting. And so JoJo and I stock up on this tank and I shoot one duck. I know it's a puddle duck. She brings that duck back and I'll be damned if it wasn't a mallard hybrid. Uh, I'm going to send it off for DNA testing, but I mean a feather, but uh, I think it's a, a mallard gadwall hybrid, which would be called a brewer's duck. It's one of the more common hybrids. I mean, they're all rare, but um, that was pretty cool. The only other option would be a green-winged teal mallard cross, but pretty sure it's a brewer's duck, 
And uh, that thing's in the freezer and headed to the taxidermist. Very cool, beautiful, beautiful bird. You can check out a photo of it if you want to on my website. Um, so that was definitely a highlight of my holiday uh, season and uh, pretty pretty neat. I'd never shot a hybrid and I've never shot a banded bird. I've literally seen thousands of ducks die and never one banded. So, uh, And yet my taxidermist, Josh Gunther, <laughs> he was hunting in North Texas the next day and then sends me a picture of a banded mallard. I'm like, you son of a gun. But here's my trump card because I shot a hybrid. So uh, other highlights, uh, I got that Armasite contractor out there. Henry got to look through that. This is the first time he's actually looked at live animals through the thermal um, weapon so or optic. And so he, he thought that the contractor was so cool. Ended up stocking up on about a 230-pound boar in the winter wheat field. And, you know, when we hunt the big chingon, the cool thing about this lease is about a 150-acre winter wheat field is right next to it. So after we're done deer hunting, um, we just walk a quarter mile over to the wheat field and check it with the thermal, which t- there's always pigs out there. So ended up shooting that. And then uh, he also got to play with the uh, Armasite night vision goggles, which I think he liked even better than the thermal. But but that was a pretty cool thing to share. And then he's becoming quite the uh, photographer because when he's there, I'm making him take all the photos. So he actually snapped the uh, the photo of of me with the hybrid and the dog, and then the uh, the boar as well with the uh, the Armasite gear. Uh, then uh, th- that was it for that trip. Uh, we did try to call in some coyotes. That was Henry's first time joining me on a predator calling stand. Uh, didn't have any luck there, but uh, but we had a blast as always. And uh, and I'm headed back to the lease tomorrow to take down our tent for the season and uh, take Jojo on a a duck hunt, a proper duck hunt, uh, because that last cold front certainly pushed some birds down. Um, One other thing, I I got back, and since uh, our deer season was over, I headed up to Oklahoma where archery season is still in full swing until the 15th. I did not get a buck, but I had something cool happen regardless. I'm in a tree stand in a pretty thick hardwood uh, forest, and I look over, and it's it's starting to, you know, dusk is coming. It's it's light is fading. It's probably 5.45 in the afternoon. I look down, I'm like, is that a fawn? The thing is tiny. No, it's, it was a bobcat. I was like, wow, this is a great opportunity. Ended up taking that thing with a bow. Uh, and so I've shot plenty of bobcats with thermal or just calling, you know, with a rifle. Never had the opportunity to take one with a bow, so that was uh, that was a pretty cool experience as well. Nice. Uh, it wasn't a huge cat. It was a about an average size female. Pretty spots though, and uh, it's in the freezer. I don't think we're gonna eat it. You know, I've tried bobcat, not my favorite. So probably end up skinning that thing out and uh, tanning the hide. But uh, a cool experience. You never know what's gonna happen in the whitetail woods. And I think that's the beauty of it. Um, it. Trail cameras have kind of taken that away a little bit. And and don't get me wrong, I love my my stealth cams. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade them for the world. But when those completely unexpected encounters occur, uh, those are those are moments to be treasured. Okay, uh, let's take a break. That segment brought to you by Vortex Optics and the Venom five to twenty five by fifty six rifle scope. It's what Henry. 
has on his 243. I love it. It's a 34 millimeter tube. Here's the cool thing. Whether you want a Venom or any other piece of Vortex glass, you can get 10% off when you shop at eurooptic.com. They carry all of Vortex SKUs, whatever Vortex makes. You can find it at eurooptic and you'll save 10% off with that promo code LONESTAR10 when you check out. Coming up next, Texans from Outlines is in bed with a known anti-predator hunting organization, Project Coyote. We'll connect the dots on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. So I'm saying goodbye, no tears I cry for you. I've done all I can. Wow, we live in crazy times when it comes to censorship on social media. And if you're a gun owner and a hunter, and if you're proud of those things and you post about those things, then you're already on the blacklist. You're getting censored. You might not even know it. Take it from me. I had my Instagram page deleted for an entire month for no reason last year. Mm Mm-hmm. Guess what? That kind of stuff doesn't happen over at Go Wild. It's a community of people who love to hunt, fish, and cook their wild game. They also love guns. If you want to be a part of that kind of place, where you're not getting censored, where they actually promote posts with that kind of content, just go to download Go Wild. It's a free app. I absolutely love it. You'll see me there posting every day. So come on, join the conversation at Go Wild. I'm Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a -a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Let's face it, guys. We all would love to own land, right? But they're not making any more of it. However, there's a solution. Lone Star Ag Credit has been helping its borrowers finance their own piece of paradise for over 100 years. Whether you want it for recreating, ranching, fishing, hunting, or just to get the hell out of Dodge for the weekend, visit Lone Star Ag Credit today to start making that dream a reality. Little Shane Smith and the Saints bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Turns out uh, Shane Smith, our very own, uh, he's been in studio here, uh, but uh, they were my number one artist on Spotify this year. Spent a lot of time listening to old Shane Smith, and my kiddos love it, so that's a... Obviously, I love Shane Smith's music, but when the kiddos enjoy it as well and know all the words, uh, yeah, that tend to get played a lot. Uh, so anyway, Cable Smith, thanks for being here as we are about to examine or you could say connect the dots between Texans for Mountain Lions, the fake pro-hunting conservation organization, and a very well-known anti-hunting organization. But before we do that, this segment brought to you by SCI, the worldwide leader in big game conservation, the 2023 convention 
is taking place in Nashville, February 22nd through the 25th. I'll be there for the duration. And uh, it's not too late to uh, to purchase your tickets to attend the biggest, the best hunting show of the season. So uh, for more info, just head over to safariclub.org. We'll see you there. Okay, with that being said, let's do a uh, a quick hit here on Texans for Mountain Lions, who you guys know I went to the Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission meeting in August to speak out against this group. Some of you were like, hey, what's wrong with uh, mountain lion conservation and listing them as a game species in Texas? And, well, to that I responded, I'm, that's not what these people want to do. They want to end mountain lion hunting and trapping in Texas. And you're like, no, that's not that's not what they said they want to do. It doesn't matter. It is what they want to do. That's who they are. They also are huge Beto supporters. They advocated uh, for Jay Kleberg, for Texas Land Commissioner, who's uh, a known green environmentalist, anti-hunting. You Just because you shoot a deer doesn't make you on our side of the fence. I don't give a crap. If you're anti-trapping, think about that, anti-trapping, one of the most time-honored traditions, art forms in our country. That's what pushed westward expansion was the beaver trade in this country. It wasn't gold. Gold didn't exist back then. Or, Well, there was no gold rush. Gold, of course, existed, but we hadn't discovered it in mass like uh, they would later on in the 1800s. So it was the beaver trade in the 1700s. And to think that there's groups out there that want to just end trapping, that, that want to end predator hunting, even though there's no science to support it. Actually, we know the exact opposite. And that's why state wildlife agencies like Montana and Wyoming are pushing so hard for grizzly bear seasons in the lower 48 because the numbers dictate that we need to take some of these bears. There's too many for the existing habitat. Well, okay, enter Texans from Mount Lions. And, uh, you know, we've documented that whole debacle. We had... Jeremy Harrison, the founder of the West Texas Big Bobcat Contest on the show after that uh, commission meeting, because that's where I met Jeremy. He also spoke there. And you know who was there to protest the West Texas Big Bobcat Contest weigh-in? None other than Pam Hart, who is, again, on the coalition. That means the founding members of Texans for Mountain Lion. There's her face on their website. Pam Hart, West Texas landowner and wildlife advocate. Pam lives full-time on a working ranch and has opened their ranch to scientific research. She served as an executive producer for wildlife film production. Okay, great. Sounds like a normal person right now. Well, let's go look at uh, Project Coyote. And what is the tie-in here? Well, We know that Project Coyote uh, is an anti-predator hunting organization. We had Texans from Outlands, the face and the founder, BM, we'll just call him, since uh, we both have cease and desist letters against each other. Not really allowed to say each other's names publicly, but you know who I'm talking about. The guy, the filmmaker, who uh, was, he came on the show and he vilified predator hunting contests. Well, okay. He's, he runs with Philippe uh, D'Andrade, who's a Nat Geo film producer, and he was the executive director of Wildlife Killing Contest, the complete smear smut piece where he lied to the coyote hunting contest participants and then completely stabbed them in the back 
and portrayed them as bloodthirsty killers and was unequivocally dishonest in the process because I've interviewed the, uh, the folks that were in that film. So Project Coyote last week, and this is where it gets really good, uh, they have petitioned the federal government to federally protect coyotes. Yes, federally protect coyotes in parts of Arizona and New Mexico under the guise of their claim that the Mexican gray wolf and the coyote look very similar to the point that wildlife managers cannot tell them apart. If you're a wildlife manager and you can't tell apart a coyote from a Mexican gray wolf, then you're a moron and you shouldn't be in that position to begin with. The education system has clearly failed you if that's the reality. So we know that that's BS. Uh, but they have, yes, petitioned the feds to federally protect the coyote, a coyote. Unbelievable, right? Okay. Well, uh, Philippe de Andrade is one of the ambassadors of Project Coyote. And guess what? Do you know who financed and executive produced that film, Wildlife Killing Contest? Oh, well, here she is. Right on the Project Coyote advisory board page of the website. Pam and Will Hart. Will and Pam Hart both graduated with Bachelor of Science degrees from Texas A&M University and went to practice business in the oil and gas publishing and medical fields. They have now come full circle and are ranchers who love the land and truly believe that stewardship includes preservation. Okay, get that word. Key, key word there. Preservation is not conservation. Uh, but anyway... Uh, that stewardship includes preservation of all species and proper animal protections. That is not scientific wildlife management at all. Anyway, they live full-time on a working ranch and open their ranch to scientific research. No, they open their ranch to propaganda uh, and wildlife film production. Both are committed to various wildlife organizations and foundations and hope that the film Wildlife Killing Contest, on which they served as executive producers, will change the way people perceive wildlife, which is owned by not a few, but by everyone. So there you have it. Pam Hart, her husband Will, in bed with, obviously, Texans from Outlines. And she was there. She spoke at the uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission meeting. And I, don't, I think the lady might be off her rocker, to be honest with you just up there mumbling, jumbling, making a fool of herself. Uh, but that's what I would expect from some woke, anti-hunting, wear my heart on my sleeve, idiot is all I can say. And, and they're all idiots and liars. That's the bottom line. They are freaking liars. They want to end predator killing. Uh, like I said, the OG gangster of the whole deal, Texans from Outlines and well-known filmmaker, uh, he'll tell you, he's like, no, we're not an anti Hunting organization? No, Give me a break, dude. Anyone that has a brain can connect the dots. You want protection from outlines in, in Texas. That's what you want. And that's what all of these people want. So anyway, there are the facts. These people are in bed with Project Coyote. They advocated for the wildlife uh, killing contest film. Even OG Gangster Boy did. <laughs> so... I mean, do the math. How how stupid do you have to be to actually believe these people are conservationists? They are not. And it even says on the Project Coyote uh, little blurb there about Pam and Will Hart. They're preservationists. 
Well, that's what Deb Haaland is, our Secretary of the Interior. She's a preservationist, not a conservationist. There's a big difference. Preservationists believe in just leaving everything alone and letting it sort itself out. That's not reality in 2023, my friends. We live in a fractured landscape. It is our responsibility as actual stewards of wildlife to make sure that we manage each species appropriately. Also, one other quick note, and this uh, was told to me by a friend who was there when it happened. So Pam and Wilhart used to allow wounded veterans to hunt uh, mule deer or whitetail on their ranch. Well, one time, Will was there when a wounded veteran got back with like an eight-and-a-half-year-old, pathetic-looking grandpa of a mule deer buck, and he lost his mind. Literally lost his mind, turned, they have a gas pump there so they can fill up the ATVs and whatnot, Suburbans they drive around the ranch in. He shut that off and essentially said, that's it, no more hunting here. I can't believe y'all killed that deer, lost his S, and that was the end of it. Literally in front of the veteran who shot the deer and his family who was there with him, which they were the ones that had given them permission to hunt there. And for a guy just to lose his mind over seeing a deer killed, that tells you how mentally disturbed these people are with their uh, anthropomorphism of all wildlife and the fact that they, they you know what these people, they can't understand that everything dies in nature. You're going to die. I'm going to die. That buck that Henry and I couldn't catch up to this past weekend, he's going to die. Whether I kill him, whether a coyote kills him, whether he dies of old age in the brush. So really, how it dies is pretty insignificant. And a hunter's bullet seems much more humane than the other alternative, starving to death, being eaten alive by a coyote or other predator. I mean, their entire existence is a facade. It's it's not even reality. <laughs> it's so I I almost feel bad for him, truly. I mean... And, and and again, you know, Pam Hart protested in person the West Texas Big Bobcat Contest, and here she is on the coalition for Texans for Mount Lions. But yes, oh no, we're not anti-hunting. Give me a break. So anyway, there you have it. Project Coyote petitioning the federal government to protect coyotes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Help us all. Uh, we're going to take a break. That segment of the show was brought to you by Numa in the Palisade Puffy Jacket. You know, when temperatures actually, well, it's been in the 70s in Texas, which is ridiculous for January. But, uh, you know, last week we had that cold front and temperatures got into the teens. Well, the Palisade Puffy is what I was wearing duck hunting. It's perfect for those late season hunts where you need that insulated goose down jacket. You can find the Palisade Puffy at NumaOutdoors.com. We'll be right back on the Lone Star Outdoors. But at show. the end of the day, nobody cares for coyotes. We're gonna burn us out, burn us out of time. Some say a silenced gunshot is the baddest sound out there. At Silencer Central, we have another favorite. It's the sound of silence delivered to your front door. When you buy from Silencer Central, we handle your application, set you up with a free NFA gun trust, and deliver your silencer straight to you. With an average 90-day turnaround time when you use eForms, buying a silencer is simpler than ever. Visit silencercentral.com and we'll help you get started. 
Did you know that Orvis has been family-owned since its inception in 1856? Think about that. Uh, They also donate 5% back to protecting nature. Orvis and his customers have raised and donated more than $20 million to protecting nature over the past 25 years. They continue to grow a community of outdoorsmen and women with classes focused on everything from fly fishing to wing shooting and hunting dog handling from basics all the way to advanced. And don't forget about their unique fly fishing and wing shooting trips all over the world. Orvis, proudly American-made fly fishing gear since 1856. It's that time of the year where you might want to try to kick off a new year with a fitness journey. Cryo and More has all your holistic healing needs with cold therapy, heat therapy, and pressure therapy, which shortcuts the time you have to spend recovering from your workout or minimize the muscle soreness you feel from physical activity. Cryo Skin is a body hack that speeds up the death cycle of the fat cells using non-invasive technology that uses heat and cold to eliminate fat cells. Your greatest wealth is your health. Visit cryoandmore.com or head over to the location off Virginia Parkway. Hey, this is Kevin Van Dam, and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Damn love couldn't go no further. Proud of that disgusted by her. Push on the little bruise that battered. Hold on, I ain't coming home with you. My life's a bit more colder. Damn wife is what I told her. That's the Dead South bringing us back. Oh. SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here with you. We're about to talk some uh, taxidermy tips, the do's and don'ts for you and I before we take that wall hanger to our trusted taxidermist. Before we do that, though, this segment brought to you by the Mossberg Patriot. You can find the entire Patriot lineup from a 22250 all the way up to a 375 Ruger right there at Mossberg.com. Rugged, proudly American-made rifles. With that being said, let's bring her on right now. Longtime friend of the show and a good personal friend of the Smith family. It is my pleasure to welcome Rustic Reminders, Becky Gunther, back to the program. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. It is my pleasure, as always. Uh, looks like you've had a, a pretty good season, starting with uh, an elk hunt. I did. I did. I actually lucked out and, and got a alligator before that. Oh, that's right. So but is that a drawn hunt? It was. It was a draw hunt. Yeah. yeah. So for anyone not familiar with Becky and her husband, Josh, uh, they put in for a lot of the Texas Parks and Wildlife drawn hunts. Was that like three years ago when you shot the nil guy? I think it was like three years ago. Yeah. And out of everyone that was hunting, and that was on the Laguna Atascosa, uh, I think, right? Yeah. And y'all were like one of two that yeah, got a nil guy. I think there was three, me, Josh, and then one other guy. So yeah. <laughs> Out of like, I don't know how many hunters they had in that weekend, but uh-huh. uh, a lot. So yes. <laughs> um, and then last year you shot a nice public land whitetail. Mm-hmm. I think it was last year, which you hunted hard year. for that. Or it might've been the year before. It might've been the year before. Yeah, it was yeah. the year before. Uh-huh. So, and then this year you got drawn for an alligator hunt. Uh, where was that? What WMA was that on? Um, uh, out by Port Arthur. Okay. So uh, now, now you'll never get drawn for these again. Cause everyone's putting in for them that listen to yeah, this, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you already got your, your nil guy, your alligator. Yeah. So that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll get, I'll get bashed for saying I got something there, but <laughs> right. But you know, the thing is, is, you know, those tags are very inexpensive to apply for. Yes. And, and you can still have a great hunt. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. How was the, 
how was the alligator hunt facilitated by Texas Parks and Wildlife? Like, what did what did it? How did that play out? It played out really good. So we went, um, basically got in line, went inside, they talked to us, talked us through everything. Um, we kind of had an idea when we were going in, but, um, of how it was going to play out, but it obviously didn't play out quite that way. So Mm -hmm. we got to go out, they showed us our areas. We set up, um, we thought we were just going to literally put out our baits, find some areas, put out our baits. Um, we, we kind of went along, scouted the area and stuff, figured out where we we're going to set up our baits. And we ended up lucking out and we sat out there, got up in the brush and sat. And I actually got to watch my alligator take the bait in front of us. Oh wow! So um, we didn't pack very much water or anything like that. We just had stinky bait on the boat and we ended up, and of course it's so hot, but we ended up sitting out there. So here we are thinking, okay, we're going to put everything out, then go back, wait till the night when they feed everything else. And, and we ended up getting to watch it happen. So it was, it was pretty cool. Awesome. So I think I've got, I've killed a couple of alligators, uh, all, all in that same fashion with a bait and, and hook. What did you dispatch it with? Um, it was a 20 gauge slug. Okay. So yeah. Yep. I, I used the 10 millimeter pistol on mine. Um, so 20 gauge slug and just shoot it right right in the right in the yep. noggin. Yep. <laughs> Luckily, uh Kyle and Josh were with me, so they did the hard work of 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 pulling it up, but uh-huh. Right. I, I had the easy job. <laughs> so what are you going to do with that? I'm going to mount it one day. <laughs> right. Like, I ever like get caught up. That, full that's body? My plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I went ahead and did it for full body and sent it to the tannery. So I hadn't nice. decided exactly, but um, that thing's going to take up a little bit of room. So it'll either be swimming up or swimming down. Try to do uh-huh. something a little more vertical to, to save room. It crossed my mind to have you guys mount mine, but uh, yeah. just from the the space like yeah. perspective, and <laughs> yeah. also my better half, who you're friends with, was like, mm, "I don't mind the deer so much. I don't know if I want a big lizard in my house." <laughs> uh, so, but I did get a nice pair of boots made out of it. Nice. So, really I, and I like nice. the. It's a great conversation starter. It's like, hey. You like, or someone will be like, actually, they usually say, Hey, nice boots. I'm like, well, let me tell you a story about these. Yeah. Actually, yep. actually kill this alligator. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So you got the alligator and then where did you go for the elk hunt? Uh, we went to New Mexico. Goodness. It was New Mexico, Colorado border mm-hmm. somewhere. And, um, we're on the New Mexico side. And, and so we got to go up there. We actually had, um, we had a mule deer tags as well but um i guess it the cold front hit when we were there so a lot of the locals were telling us they just hadn't really moved in yet we Mm. started seeing them migrating in a little bit more especially the does but the big bucks we didn't really see too much well actually but but um from what i heard and they've shot before later season they definitely were were pulling some good ones but but left out and ended up getting the elk we definitely saw a lot of elk. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't, they weren't. This was in October. Elk. So this is, was this post rut? Late October. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 And you were, so you were rifle hunting? Yes. Yep. 
Yeah. And I, and what what caliber were you using? I bet it was not a six five Creedmoor. No, it was a three hundred Ultra Mag. There you go. There you <laughs> yep. go. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, we just like to make fun of the six five. I have one, but you know we like the jokes. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I do think you're undergun if you're shooting an elk with a hundred and forty grain bullet. So. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I wouldn't yeah. personally do it. Why? Because I, I have a 300 wind mag in my safe, which yes, <laughs> or seven mag or 270. Any, I mean, take any uh -huh. of those over. Um, yep. So, where, how far was the shot on that, on that bull? It was a uh, hundred and right at 180 yards. Mm. And it was, it was actually, it was, it was a really cool hunt. I mean, where I was set up on this little overlook where you could see this valley down below. Huh. and just sitting there watching it was late morning it was probably 10 30 and i was thinking oh, i'm probably not gonna see much um i saw some cows and a smaller bull come through earlier and they never they never crossed crossed on the side there was a there was a fence um off to the left and so they never crossed the fence they went up and and how they can just disappear i, I still haven't figured that out right. well he comes he comes from the right and i'm guessing maybe another hunter pushed him or something because he he was traveling and he came from the right and i knew i wasn't gonna have time to set up there so i ran on the other side of this little cliff and he had just hunched down and that that 300 is a little heavy. Josh and I were joking about it. We're like, yeah, it's not a, you know, not a, a freehand gun. shooting gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was um, incentive to shoot it freehand. So, um, and there wasn't much to, he was hunched down. He was fixing to jump that fence. He was running, he was fixing to jump that fence. So right when he stopped and hunched down, um, I was, I was lucky to make that shot and come to find out the property on the other side of the fence was ours too. I didn't know it at the time, but, but it worked you out. Weren't taking any chances, right? No. Right. <laughs> it so it, out, it dumped went, him right there. He went maybe 50 yards at oh. most. So right. perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. Awesome. And was it, a, was it a six by six? What was it? He was, I should go get him and bring him here. Hold on. <laughs> I'm right. going to get him. <laughs> perfect. So five by five. He's not a, monster oh, yeah. by any means but uh my first stealth so heck yeah that, he looks very similar to the two new mexico five by fives i've killed they've got those nice chocolate horns good mass yeah yeah he's um, cool. got him on our uh second last day of hunt so that was awesome and so what did you, did you buy the landowner tags or what how was mm -hmm. how did your hunt play out yeah we bought that? we bought tags okay. uh josh had heard from someone and and so we ended up yeah. buying tags a, a buddy of ours had heard and he had told josh and so it just kind of went down the line and figured some of those places though are uh, you can use those landowner tags to hunt public in new mexico mm -hmm. ours know, was not like that though yeah well and they call them unit-wide tags but you can buy yeah. them from the landowner which a lot of new mexico residents don't appreciate and then yeah, yes I understand <laughs> it, but it's good for us out, uh -huh. out of staters right yeah. right yeah. well so congrats on the elk that's awesome uh and then josh sent me a picture like a couple weeks ago i think maybe when i was in nebraska uh you shot a nice white tail and did. i think he said like maybe everybody was sick or something the kids were sick and you were the only one that went out and <laughs> yes yeah. yeah yeah we we leave we left town we we snuck with josh he was he was guiding 
And uh, we wanted to go visit up there um, with the people that own the ranch. And so mm-hmm. we snuck up there and, and we go up there and we just, everyone got sick. I was the only one that I think didn't get sick. Yeah. So, and you're and the only one that got it hunting. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was an incentive right. to go hunting and get away from sick people. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm out of here. When, when yep. my wife gets sick. So she gets sick because the kids come downstairs and if they don't feel good, they crawl in bed with her and they, I mean, she's, they're like yeah. breathing on her and stuff. I'm like, I'm going to go sleep on the couch yeah, for like the next week because now yep. you're going to be sick too. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what's, uh, what's up next on your list? Do you have any other hunts planned or are you done for this, this fall? I want to go duck hunting really, really bad. And, uh, I keep seeing all these ducks come in and it's killing mm-hmm. me, but I, I can't get away right now. So, well, it's the busy time of year. Fingers for crossed. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to go duck hunting, but. Right. And (laughs) this was a banner week for, uh, for not only me, but also your husband, Josh. Um, I got that sweet hybrid and he shot a banded mallard and you went on the hunt. So uh, (laughs) sorry, Becky, but let's take a break. We will come back and uh, actually get into those do's and don'ts of how you should field prep your animal before taking it to the taxidermist. Uh, That segment brought to you by. Big and J Whitetail Attractants. Deer season has come and gone for many of us, but they also have a patented hog formula as well. And you can find Pigs Dig It at BigandJ.com. We'll be right back. Star Outdoor Show. Started. Who knows when we'll be parted? No time to be downhearted on this night. And let's play some good old music. My heart sure could use it. Live it up a little while we can. time to tell you about Protect products. Veteran-owned and made in the USA, Protect makes your water work harder for you in the field. They have a hydration electrolyte formula for endurance and replenishment. It's perfect for elk hunting, right? Uh, Energy formula for when you need an extra kick. Immunity for optimizing the immune system. And one of my favorites, the rest formula to ensure deep sleep and proper recovery. All the formulas are liquid, so they mix instantly in your water bottle or camelback. And the cool thing is, They don't gunk them up like a powder with that messy residue. They also have an easy-to-use line of mineral sunscreen for quick and odorless application and all-day protection in the field. For more info, head over to protect.com to see their entire lineup. That's protect, P-R-O-T-E-K-T.com. Cable here, and if you're like me, you probably enjoy bold flavors and cuisines. And nobody does Cajun and Creole better than Chris's Specialty Foods in Frisco. Their forte includes specialty sausages, boudins, and andouille, pre-cooked soups, gumbos, and sides, where all you have to do is heat it up. What about high-quality steaks, smoked and fried turkeys, turduckins, and turduckin rolls for the holidays, plus gift boxes. Storefront conveniently located off Dallas Parkway in Frisco, or shop online at chrisspecialtyfoods.com and have it delivered to your door. Cable Smith, welcome everybody back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thanks for being here today as we are still visiting with our friend Becky Gunther of Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. Uh, we'll dive back into that conversation momentarily. This segment 
Proudly brought to you by All Season Smokers. On uh, New Year's Eve, Henry and I got back from the deer camp, and Aaron already had four racks of ribs laid out for me. The neighbors were coming over. We're going to have a little party. She said, you better fire up that pellet grill. Uh, a couple dry rubs later and an internal temperature of 190 with ribs, and man, yeah, didn't disappoint. You can find their pellet grill and their entire lineup of smokers at allseasonsfeeders.com. All right, we're well, picking it back up with our friend Becky Gunther of Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. Becky, obviously the thing that most people are probably bringing in right now are whitetail. Um, what are a few things that you see people do incorrectly? Like, don't hey, don't do that because it could affect mm-hmm. the quality of your mount or, you know, we might have to find you a new cape or it could just be little <laughs> things. But um, oh, what what oh. advice would you give? Where do I start? <laughs> um, <laughs> cutting, cutting too far up the brisket. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll get that where they'll they'll cut up all the way up into the neck sometimes, or they'll follow that um, the hair. The good news is that you know a lot of times they'll keep it as a, as a straight line, so so we can sew it and the hair does come together. Um, it's just one more thing though, and so we'll get a lot of that. Um, we will get where instead of cutting like behind the shoulder where the white and the brown hair are meeting, I, I'm not quite sure where this is coming from. Some people will actually cut in front of the shoulder and oh, wow. so, or not cutting far enough back to give us enough for, for a shoulder. Um, luckily it's all little things like that, or every now and then we'll get the guy who gets the deer he cuts it off right, but then he puts it in the ice chest of water mm. and lets it roll around in the water while he's showing all his buddies. And yeah, yeah. or the guy that'll or girl that'll um, leave it out and then it comes in, it's got maggots on it and it's green. And they're like, we just want to fly hide. Right. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, you guys have done so many amazing mounts for me over the years. And the only time that I've ever brought one in and you're like, Ugh, this, and you were there, Josh wasn't there. It was when I shot that Neil guy in South uh-huh. Texas and yep. I came straight to you, but I mean, it was, it was May. It was hot as hell. Yeah. And it yep. took us, it took us, those things are so tough. It took us five or six hours to find it. Like I shot oh, him yeah. in the morning. We yep. didn't find him until after lunch. Yeah. And I guess in that, you know, by then, finally getting uh-huh. back to camp and skinned and uh yeah. you're like i i know i told you i said you smell this because it's not you know and you're like this is gonna be an iffy one and uh-huh. the, I guess the hide the hide had slipped too much to save it for a shoulder mount yep. yeah so that that does happen unfortunately yeah um, nope it definitely does especially especially when you're doing that or you're elk hunting and you're not where you're near a vehicle or it's mm-hmm. a fast get in and out um a lot of those, you know, they, they take time and I completely and completely and totally get that. So, yeah. So when you are skinning out, say something like an elk and you're then you're, you know, you're in the back country and you have to take the animal's face off of the skull. Mm-hmm. How yeah. does, how, how would you describe that process? What do you need to do to, I mean, cause removing the lips and the nose and everything. So we've got animals in year round. I would say if you have a chance, come in and, and we'll do one with you, show you real quick. And if not, we can just kind of pull, pull one of the animals out of the cooler and, and go over it. And, and we can show you really, really quick. It's, it's, it's fast when you've been doing it for a while, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, just, just peeling it off, leaving, 
making sure you're not leaving a bunch of hair around the burrs, um, that you're leaving tucking material um, with the eyes and the nose and the mouth. Um, it's very, it's, there's a lot of common sense and it's very self-explanatory once you kind of just point it out a little bit. So if you get a chance yeah. to come in or I can, you know, talk you through it. On I'm the sure there's something on YouTube you could watch too. If you're, you know, I'm sure. say somewhere where you have service. I mean, that's the, the yep. thing about a lot of this backcountry country is you're not going to get access to YouTube. So no, you, better have, no. <laughs> you better have already watched that video. Yeah. Maybe that's something we should do. Cable. Okay, well, maybe we should yeah. do a YouTube video on that. <laughs> Absolutely. You should. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, what about ducks? I mean, it's pretty, those are pretty self-explanatory, right? Mm -hmm. Shoot it and then do what with it? So, <laughs> you know, all dogs are different, mm -hmm. you know, if you think it's one you're really going to mount, maybe try to beat the dog to it or get it from the dog pretty quick. <laughs> um, bring, try to bring me in more than one. So if you get a good pintail, you say you've got two pintail, try to send another one in. A lot of times we can steal something from one mm. to make to, to make a perfect shot. I mean, obviously we're, we're shooting these and stuff. Um, get them in and get them, get them cold. Uh, best thing to do is, is if you have access, get them in the freezer right away, put them in a Ziploc okay. freezer bag okay. and just squeeze as much air as possible and, and freeze them, but, but bring them in, bring them in whole. Right. So. I, I definitely, we went on this, uh, hunt out by Lake Fork one time, and this was years ago. Uh-huh. And the guy was like, dude, it's going to be a spoony beatdown," And it was the last day of the season. I was like, great, because I want a fully plumed out spoony. Like, I, yeah. I think, I think a Hollywood is a, a beautiful bird when they're plumed out and they get a bad oh, rep, yeah. but they're gorgeous. And so I brought, I brought you guys three and uh -huh. like, you, you just picked the best one. Yep. Um, yep. And that's, that is the best thing to do. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and of course, you know, getting the, the beautiful plumed out ones, um, a lot of times, I mean, sometimes you'll get someone that'll, they'll bring it in and they're expecting this, this gorgeous bird, but we've got one that's just full of pin feathers and not quite there yet. So right. later season ducks are, are, are typically the best. What about varmints? Do you want to gut those or Ew, bring them in whole? whole? Bring them to me whole. Um, mm -hmm. uh, if, if you can, if you can freeze it, freeze it, you know, get it, get it cold. Um, but, but bring it to me whole and, and, and let me skin it out from there. Mm -hmm. uh, if you, if you gut it, you know, you can get it. I'm not saying there's different poses and stuff. Um, not all of them have this beautiful Northern looking hair, West Texas hair. Uh, sometimes we'll get these shorter hair cats. And when someone goes to gut it, Sometimes they're not cutting it quite right. So they're cutting hair. So then mm -hmm. I'm trimming around it. And all of a sudden we've lost a half inch in girth already. Mm -hmm. And if I cut it down the back to skin it out or anything like that, which makes it easier or something like that, then, you know, I've got a little bit more and with cats and stuff, you don't have the antlers to show the size. So I'm going to try to give you a cat that is just as big, or, I mean, that as big as possible and you start bringing one that you've got cut all up. And next thing I know, I'm trimming. I don't have a straight line. Y'all got lines going everywhere. And I'm trimming <laughs> all this. And yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do so much better. Just bring it in whole and, and we'll take it from there. So just put it in the freezer and then get it to you when it's yep. convenient. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And and that goes for like badgers and yeah. anything as you know, small. Basically stuff. any any life size. 
any okay. life size. Um, you know, obviously with whitetail and stuff like that, you've got your your meat that you're needing to worry about and stuff like that. If you can bring it in whole, that's great. If you can get to us right away, of course, um, you know, if you're going to be a wild gut it and we go from there, um, we can, we can make a incision going from that, that cut, just try to always make a straight line and help us out just a little bit. <laughs> have you ever tried to eat Bobcat? I have not. I have not. I don't recommend it. Just no. no, I don't. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest with you, Cable, after skinning these things, I, I, I don't think I could bring myself to eat one. Yeah. Right. The, the, the smell, the smell alone. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we, we, we tried that. It was not uh, a pleasant uh, experience. Uh, do they taste like they smell this? One, yeah. Because we didn't use any seasoning because we were, this was when I was a little younger and more full of uh, piss and vinegar and was like, oh, we're not going to season it. We're going to just get the full flavor profile yeah. of this cat. <laughs> Uh, big mistake. Probably should have seasoned it. It wasn't good. Yeah. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, no. Um, okay. And obviously anything that's little like a quail or a rabbit, any of that stuff you want to bring in yep. frozen all, all whole. And yeah, mm -hmm. if you can get it in the freezer, that's always, that's always the best, but, um, what's your favorite thing to mount? Uh, the cats. Mm -hmm. the cats and I have a, a beautiful lynx right here that I'm looking at. It's like a, it probably gets the most comments out of uh, out of anything in the oh. Trophy Rumor Studio. Yeah, awesome, awesome. That's so, such a pretty links. The beautiful yeah. hair. And but that's a that's an art that a lot of taxidermists can't or haven't mastered because you look at the face, like the body is fine, it's positioned fine, but then you look at the eyes and the face, and you're like, eh, it just doesn't that doesn't look like it should. Yeah. Uh, which you've won awards for for your felines. And, uh, I, yeah. I, I don't, well, I haven't found, you know, as, con as consistent as you are, I haven't found anybody. I think that does oh. a better job on the cats, oh. especially. Well, thank you. Okay. Well, that's very sweet. I don't know about that, but thank you. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I mean, like I said, everyone that walks in here and it's super cool because it's chasing a pine Martin, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> which I trapped. This was on a trap line trip to British Columbia. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was, uh, it turned out way better than I could have ever imagined. And oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so glad you're happy with it. Um, well, I hope that you get to uh, have a chance to go duck hunting this fall. Yes. Have you made it out winter now? Yeah, I've made it out a handful of times. I was pretty mad at the deer early on, but uh, it's all about the ducks. Now I've got the new dog, Jojo. And so, you know, we're, we're feeling each other out in our first season together. So that's always exciting, but we've gotten on some ducks. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. We we've mm -hmm. we've got our first lab. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> uh -huh. he, he, uh, he's an awesome dog, but sometimes I think he's he's too smart. So <laughs> right, right. So you guys have locations in uh, Marion, which is just outside of New Braunfels. Yeah, that's our yeah. that's our main location. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, we we don't even we don't even advertise it. Um, it's all pretty much word of mouth here. And then we've also got um, one in San Antone, 1604 and uh, Nacogdoches. Okay. And um, realistically, and here's, you know, and I always say this, people have heard y'all's commercial on the show for a decade, probably longer, <laughs> Becky, we've been working together a long time, but yeah. I always say, you know, and, and, and I dealt with tax service before you guys, and uh -huh. they would dodge my phone calls. One guy held one of my mounts for over a year. I was like, Hey, we're, you know, can you give me an update? He wouldn't, he'd be like, Oh yeah, it's at the tannery. I got that black buck, which you guys ended up mounting. Did we? <laughs> that, yes. 
Yeah, that was the last time I was like, no more. I'm finding someone that's reputable that, you know, and he handed me the, the cape and the horns in the same frozen sack that I had handed it to him. It might have been two years ago before that. Oh, okay. uh, and, that, and, and finally, I just said, look, dude, I don't care what where it is. I just want to get it. I want to get my stuff back and take it somewhere else. Right. So, right, yeah. so that's and that was how I found you guys. Uh-huh. And we've had a great relationship ever since. But I always say you guys, you know, you're honest. You answer the phone. You don't dodge people's uh-huh. phone calls and you do phenomenal work. So thank you. I really appreciate that. What's the average? What, what's the average turnaround time on a white tail mount? So we got pushed back a little bit. We're trying to stay in that. We're trying to run the six to six to 10 month mark, mm-hmm. depending on what it is right now. Um, all of my life sizes are longer than that. And, sure. and I try to be upfront and let everyone know that. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. takes me. It takes me a while um, mm-hmm. to, to do those life sizes, um, cats, stuff like that. So it, it, it all varies right now. We got pushed back. We definitely had to make some phone calls and let people know that, hey, we're having issues with tanning. We're having issues with forms, uh, yeah. some supply issues. It, it's been, it's just been weaving in and out, trying to make sure that we're still putting out the exact same quality that, that we're taking in and, and giving people options and stuff like that. But right. I think we're slowly all back on track. Well, that's like standard across name the industry, like ever since yes. COVID. Yeah. Well, we're still dealing with supply chain issues. Or, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, it's just the way the world, that's the world we live in now. And, yeah. Um, but, uh, but Henry's Mount was ready. I think Josh sent me a picture of it in late September and he shot that thing. And I think we got it to you by like New Year's. Mm-hmm. So that was nine months max yeah yeah and we've had uh we've had some go out of order so we've got some older ones too um the tannery was just trying to push through and then we've had some forms back ordered and you know a lot of people they have one style on the wall and we're trying to keep with that specific style because they have one right and they're wanting one left and so if we're going to make it cohesive and and stick with what they're going we did have to wait on some so Mm -hmm. so yeah but um Definitely. My style is, I say, Becky, whatever you guys think will look the best. You do. And I love that you do that. <laughs> I love the freedom. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Every well, time I've... someone comes in and, and gives me that little bit of freedom, it, yeah. it, it's fun. It's fun. And well, like I, I said, never that's... know what I'm doing until the last second. So. Well, that's because you guys, you know, you're trustworthy and, and everything comes back immaculate. So um, I appreciate you guys more than you know. And thanks for sharing a little insight with us and, and talking about how your season's gone. And I apologize that you'll never be able to draw those, those hunts again. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, thanks Becky. Appreciate it. The website of course is gr the number eight mounts.com and you can find them on social media, rustic reminders, taxidermy. So. And if there's any taxidermist out there right now looking for a job, we are fixing to start hiring. They can, they can email us if they want an application. And um, if they think they can help us out, um, I would definitely be interested in talking to them or, or sending them an application and, and seeing what awesome. they bring it, maybe bring in another one or two to the team. All right. Well, thanks, Becky. Certainly appreciate it. Uh, I'll see you soon. Got to drop that hybrid off, but hope that uh, 2023 is a banner year for you guys. Thank you. 
So there you have it, our good friend Becky Gunther of Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. That segment brought to you by the Armasite Contractor Thermal Rifle Scope. Absolutely digging this thing. Like I said earlier in the show, I uh, shot my first pig with it the other day. The first of many, guarantee of that. Uh, but image quality is awesome, very functional. And like I, like I mentioned last week, it only took me three bullets to sight the thing in. So that was a perk. You can find the contractor at armasite.com. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Got to go. Got to get out of here. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith wishing you and yours a great week in the outdoors. So hey,